What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Sunday morning online Water's Edge worship experience. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Just to let you know, we are back in-house, live in-person services every single Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m., but we will also stay online for forever, really, at 9 o'clock. We'll be live every single Sunday morning online, so if you don't feel safe just yet getting out or if you're out of town or if you still just want to hang out in your living room and join us, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being generous. A few weeks ago, you helped us uh, feed and serve 1,400 people. That's an awesome thing. So thank you so much. We love you. A few weeks ago on Easter, we started a brand new series entitled Recalculate. How do you pick up the pieces? How do you recover? How do you recalculate when the plans for your life have changed? When the plans for your life have changed because of a personal storm, personal pain, unasked for circumstances, and heartbreak. Last week was part three. Today we move on with part four. Several years ago when I lived in Starks, there's this one main strip in Starks. And Starks really isn't a town. It's not a city. It's more like a village. Really cool place. They got a lot of lovely, lovely people there. Had great experiences when I lived there. But one day when I was driving down the main strip, and on the main strip, just to tell you how it goes, when you're driving down the main strip to the left, there's a big Pentecostal church. A few ways down after that on the left, there's a school. Right across the street from the school is a post office on the right, and then a little ways down on the right is a Baptist church, and then there's a Dollar General store right past that. And so one day, while school was letting out, I was on my way to the store, and I was driving down the strip, and it was school traffic. School was letting out, so we were going slow, but we were still going pretty good. And two cars ahead of me was this man on a motorcycle. He had a big beard, helmet, leather jacket. He certainly looked the part. And so as he was passing the school, the post office is on his right. And there was this lady parked at the post office and she had gotten out of her vehicle and she saw the man on the motorcycle. And I don't know if she knew him or not, but she started waving at him. And so he was watching her and looking at her and he started waving back. Well, as he was looking at her, he was distracted. He took his eyes off of the road in front of him. He didn't see that the car in front of him, that's really the truck in front of him had stopped. And he ran right into the back of that truck. So, man, he pulled his motorcycle over to the side of the road. I was kind of watching. Traffic was slowing down, and him and that lady started arguing. So I get out the hypothetical popcorn, man. I'm just so excited. So now I'm not looking at the road. I'm looking off to the side. I'm distracted, and I'm watching them argue about it, and I'm kind of giggling. And I didn't see that the van in front of me had come to a dead stop, and I ran right into the back of that van. And in that moment, I stopped laughing. I was distracted. But do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like your life is absolutely just full of distraction? Do you know something that I realized that day? And actually, I realized it that day, but I realized it before through experiences. And I've seen this over and over again in my life over big circumstances and over small circumstances. But this is what it is. And remember this today. The things that we get distracted by are never as important as the things that we get distracted from. Let me say that again. The things that you and I get distracted by in this life are never as crucial, they're never as necessary, and they're never as important as the things that we get distracted from. Think about the cross. And remember the focus that Jesus had as his appointment with the cross was constantly getting closer and closer. But first, I want you to understand this about our faith, about Christ, and about the cross. Remember this today. The foundation of our faith is not trying to copy every good thing Jesus did. Rather, it's Jesus dying for every bad thing we've ever done 
or will do. Now, don't get me wrong. We are followers of Jesus and our calling and our passion is to live like him and to love like him and to have compassion like him and to be humble like him and to have integrity and character like him, to have his heart, his heart for the broken, his heart for the outcast, his heart for the marginalized, to pray like him, to worship like him, to walk in his steps. But we all have weak moments. We all have moments of regret. We all have moments of guilt. We all have moments of mistakes and failures. But how perfect you live does not decide how valuable you are to God. Let me say that again. How well you perform and how perfect you live never decides your value to God. Your value was proven on the cross. He loves you just because you're you. He loves you just because you exist. He loves you because you're somebody to him. He loves you because you're the apple of his eye and he loves you because he wants you and he just wants to be in a relationship with you. Not because you can perform, but just because you exist. And what was it that caused Jesus to block out all the distractions and to keep his focus solely on the cross? It was his radical love for you and for me. Notice how this all played out in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 21 out of the New Living Translation. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him saying, uh, for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, Peter said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, devil, Satan. You're a dangerous trap to me. You're seeing things merely from a human point of view and not God's. And so right here, Jesus is telling his disciples, this is what I'm here for. This is my focus. This is my heart. This is my mission. Jesus was not distracted from his mission to be denied, betrayed, arrested, embarrassed, put on trial, ridiculed, beaten, tortured, killed in public, but then on the third day to recalculate and to rise from the grave. This was on purpose. Jesus did this on purpose for you. This was intentional for you and for me. But Peter wasn't looking at it from the big picture. He wasn't looking at it from God's perspective. He was distracted because he wasn't ready for Jesus to be gone. And because he was distracted, guess what he tried to do? He tried to distract Jesus. But Jesus was so focused, he said, on what was necessary, necessary. Then he told Peter to stop distracting him because distractions come from the devil. Translation, distractions can put you in a guilt-filled place in this life. Which brings us back to our original point. The things that you and I get distracted by are never as important as the things that we get distracted from. So here's a question. Remember this today, if you're still with me, Sam's so still with you. Are you focused enough to deny your current distractions? If not, it may be helpful to evaluate what is most important to you in this life and what is most important to you in this life. Is it love? Is it faith? Is it family? Is it those who need you in this life? Is it making a difference? Is it integrity? Or is it living for yourself because you have this constant fear that maybe you're missing Missing out on something, something that you haven't found yet. The next observation is this. Distracted people in your life have the potential to turn you into a distracted person. Don't let someone pull you off of your preferred path, off of your path of faith and health and joy and peace. The path is going to get you to your preferred future. Listen, we will only be as happy as the happiest people that we're around. 
We will only be that happy. And so you have to understand distracted people are constantly on this emotional roller coaster because they haven't found what they're looking for yet in this life. And they can influence you to feel and to think and to act in the same way. If they're starting to pull you off of your path towards faith and peace and safety and hope and character and joy and a peaceful future and a successful future, personal joy, faith and growth, then refocus and recalculate and get back on the path that's going to get you to your desired future. The next is this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Distractions will distort your understanding of what's necessary in your life. When you're distracted, eventually you'll convince yourself that being honest isn't all that necessary. Having integrity isn't all that necessary. Having faith, being a trustworthy person isn't all that necessary. Loving others properly and faithful in your life isn't all that necessary. And living with intention and purpose isn't necessary when it is. Absolutely necessary because the things that we get distracted by are never as important as the things that we get distracted from. Listen, distractions will cause you to abandon your long-term goals for short-term satisfaction. Let me say that again so you can shout amen. Distractions will cause you to abandon your long-term goals for short-term satisfaction. Habits are distractions. Addictions are distractions. The fear of missing out is a distraction. Selfishness, toxic people, manipulators, manipulating relationships are a distraction. Loneliness is a distraction and tempting opportunities is a distraction and none of it is ever as important as what's necessary in your life. So understand this today. A distraction can cause you to lose everything for one thing. But focusing on what's necessary can cause you to lose that one distraction so you can keep everything that's necessary in your life. But the question is, are you willing to let go of that one distraction so you don't lose everything else that's good and necessary in your life? Now, as we put this all together this morning, we come to a close. Let me tell you usually what drives us to latch on to distractions. It's called the fear of missing out. The fear of missing out or as the young cool kids call it today, they call it FOMO. And this would be the definition of FOMO. You can look it up. Anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere without you, often aroused by people's posts from social media. But it really could be anything. What will I miss out on if I do kick this addiction? What will I miss out on if I stay in my current relationship? What will I miss out on if I let this opportunity pass me by? If I let this temptation pass me by? If I let this feeling go unfulfilled? What will I miss out on if I stay faithful? What will I miss out on if I don't get to be friends with those new people? What will I miss out on if I don't follow them on social media? What will I miss out on if I don't get to go and do and try it just once? What will I miss out on if they get to go do it without me? What will I miss out on if they're getting more attention than me and it can cause you to be so distracted what will I miss out on is nothing but a distracting question that can one day cause you to lose everything that you love and everything that's necessary in your life notice how Jesus puts this in Matthew chapter 16 starting in verse 25 he says if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it but if you give up your life for my sake you'll save it or you'll find it and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul. Is there anything more than your soul? Anything worth more than your soul? You know what he's saying right here? What do you gain 
If you keep latching on to distractions and you keep forgetting about what's necessary. When we stay focused on what's necessary, you gain all that God has for you. You lose nothing. And at the end of the day, you gain real life. I've seen people lose jobs. I've seen people lose relationships. I've seen people lose real faithful love. I've seen people lose their reputation. I've seen people lose their peace. I've seen people lose their health and their faith and their future security simply because they got distracted because they thought they could possibly miss out on something. Maybe I'm gonna miss out on some temporary fun, temporary opportunity, temporary feeling, temporary excitement, temporary happiness, temporary escape. The things that we get distracted by are never as important as the things that you and I get distracted from. So let's recalculate today and let's take inventory of our heart and our mind and our thoughts and our excuses and our justifications and our feelings and our pathway in life. Your value to God does not depend on your performance. Your value to God does not depend on your performance. God loves you just because you exist and living in that love and knowing that love and sharing that love, living in that love, knowing that love and sharing that love is necessary for you and I to have purpose in life. So let's recalculate and refocus. And don't take your eyes off of the road because of distractions. Because every time you take your eyes off of the road, there's always a crash. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We absolutely love you. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we can't wait to see you next week.